0: This is Titillating Talks
1: and we're Bustin' Fitness Myths.
0: Hi, I'm Laura. I'm Hallie. And this is Titillating Talks.
1: We're best friends and we're Bustin' Fitness Myths.
0: And sharing honestly.
1: Welcome. Hi.
0: Hello, how are you?
1: I'm doing pretty good. Yeah. I'm just like, I feel like I'm having hot flashes for some reason. The past like 48 hours have been crazy. I've been having night sweats and taking off sweaters and then putting them back on. and feeling like I'm hot, cold, hot, cold.
0: I don't know. Where are you in your cycle? That's a great question.
1: I think I'm, uh, like two and a half weeks into my cycle. So
0: how I long shouldn't... is your cycle?
1: It's, it's like about 29 days typically. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> but yeah, I don't think I'm about to have my period, but I think maybe something hormonally is like shifting about in regards to maybe like my milk production and hormone levels changing. Cause I think Archie's starting to feed less frequently than he has in the past few months so I think that maybe that is making me feel like like I'm going through some sort of big hormonal shift yeah yeah so yeah that's been fun how are you I'm
0: good I'm good I am have no complaints I don't know I am doing all right (laughs) I feel like it's like I feel like last week was the week that I was like, "Where am I?" Because um, the holiday really kind of threw my brain off a little bit, and like trying to get back online, I just felt like last week was chaos. Like I just never felt fully sure about where I was this <laughs> space. Um, so when Friday came around, I was like, "We did it!" You know, we,
1: <laughs> we did it. it. We, we made it. it.
0: Yeah, uh, and now that Monday has somehow made its way back onto my calendar, uh, I feel a little bit more calm this week. Although everybody else is now spinning out because now it's like the last twenty days of shopping, you know, before Christmas and like, yeah, like Hanukkah is coming and like New Year's coming and like everybody's like, ah, I've got I'm I'm just like, yes, take a deep breath in, because <laughs> like now I'm. Yeah. yeah, I need the I need that calm energy too. You know, What of my client just telling me he was like I he's like I don't know I don't know if I really understand what he was trying to tell me either. So maybe the world can tell me. But he was like, um, he's like I just find it so great as a fitness instructor how like effortless you make things. He's like you're mm. just really good at like taking the things off of your plate and making sure that things are simple. And mm. it's like yes. <laughs> I was like, yes, I strive for that. That's yeah. what I was trying to do. Like make simplify. I don't, we don't need to do crazy things. Just simplify it.
1: That's a great compliment to get from a client. Cause that's what I strive to do for clients too, is like, take all these things that feel overwhelming and simplify them.
0: Yeah. And we were talking about Thanksgiving because we don't, we don't, our family doesn't do anything. Like mm. we, Refuse to cook, you know what I mean? <laughs> yeah, eat and drink, right? <laughs> so, we make sure that we get invited places or have a good reservation at some place that we really enjoy, and it's life changing because I don't, I'm just so yeah. relaxed, right? <laughs> like, so relaxed. Uh, and I think he that's that's what like led him to say that thing because so he was like, Wow, you just like mm-hmm. made it simple, you know? Because I was like, Hell, you yes. like, why am I gonna make it any less? than that like I just any more more complicated than than it needs to be yeah I just just need it to be as simple as possible thank you thank you like no no so um so yeah that kind of goes really yeah that kind of goes really well with our theme today
1: of our topic that's great
0: yeah um although I will say um (laughs) we ended up did I tell you that we ended up in ER with Renee Yeah, yeah you
1: told me that how's he doing
0: he's fine okay like 90 minutes of us thinking that he might be concussed but you know that's stressful uh yeah you know kids are crazy and um it's not child rearing is not for the faint of heart and Mm -hmm. um he climbed up on top of his high chair he has like the stokey you know, trip, yeah. trip, 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 whatever it's called. Mm-hmm. And he stood up on it. I didn't even say the thing out loud to him. i like looked at him and he was like, Oh, I better sit down. So he goes to sit down, but then he's like, let me be slick. And he sat on the back edge and sitting down. And I was like, it was like slow motion. I was like, Oh, that's not good. Because <laughs> the minute his ass hit. I could see that it was like too much ass for that little ledge. You know what I mean? And he, like, started <laughs> going back. And I was just like, Oh fuck. And the like and you just like see him going down and i was like oh no you know oh, no. it was like it was like full weight like head oh, first and like full body down like three feet on his head mm-hmm. and then instinct was him being like i'm gonna go to sleep <laughs> oh no dude you can't go to sleep right now he's like because right. he hit his head so hard that he did want to sleep and i was like you literally cannot go to sleep right now i was like i i don't know what to tell you and i'm called the pediatrician and they're like, yeah, you need to go to the ER. They're like, if you can't keep them awake, especially you just like need to take them to the ER. Cause like, yeah, that's dangerous for them to fall asleep if it's a concussion, like, right? White as a sheet. Yeah. this was oh. all, it was like, yeah, it looked like, again, not for the faint of heart. I don't suggest it zero out of 10, <laughs> <It was laughs> the worst, uh, definitely not uh-huh. playing football ever. Um, cause can't, I can't, that can't, I yeah. don't. I don't like it. No, There's thanks. Of inside of that skull. And um, yeah, so that lasted for about 90 minutes where he was mm. like, just kind of like out of it. And then he like started perking up and all his vitals are fine. And so they like observed him and they were like, well, his vitals are okay. Like, we're going to send you home if he doesn't take a turn for the worst. And so nothing ever happened. He couldn't even stand up. Like that's Whoa. how bad it was. Like, when oh my happened, gosh, but like, not stand, put weight on his legs. He was like falling over.
1: Oh my whoa that's so scary so oh my gosh I'm that, glad he's okay that was,
0: the, that was the end to a very relaxing <laughs> Thanksgiving weekend Oh, and here we are <laughs> it ended with a bang literally literally his, his I head was like, banging on the floor <laughs> oh my god seriously oh my god oh. <gasps> anyway so yeah you know um I feel like I I This is going to be our January, our first real January episode, because we're going to re, by this time, people would have listened or re-listened to our first, first episode from last year. Um, Our first
1: 2023 episode is being replayed in 2024.
0: Yeah. And, you know, I think that there's such a focus on goals for Mm -hmm. the new year. And I'm often like talking about like giving yourself grace and giving yourself grace and being kind to yourself when it comes to putting any sort of pressure on yourself. And I think that anecdotally, a lot of that comes from the way that I grew up and how I have to approach my goals in order for me to actually get anything done. Um, Because I feel like I come from probably not a unique place per se, but maybe a little bit more, chaotic than some of our listeners or maybe a little bit more chaotic than you (laughs) maybe you know like I come from a place of a little bit more trauma where I have to be really mindful about how I approach goals Mm because I have to look at it from a lens of healing and moving forward because it's really easy for me to get stuck in my comfort zone, which is trauma. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I, I don't think that I'm, again, I'm not unique in having trauma. We all have gone through things,
1: Mm -hmm.
0: but I think that's that common thread of sometimes holding ourselves back from doing things. You know, we can unravel that together, right. By changing the way that we're looking at the goals that we set up for ourselves, particularly in January when everybody's going to be like throwing resolutions your way the media is going to be talking about resolutions the news is going to be talking about resolutions your local gym is going to try to get you in because you have a resolution you know like all these like food surveys, right like at literally every subscription anything that exists is going to be trying to shove it down your throat that you need to resolve something right um and I think that there's just a way to look at it in a way that's, again, like healing and self-reflective rather than like, oh, I have to do this really big thing and like, I don't know that I can do it, but I guess I'm going to put it on the list of things that I want to do for myself because I'm supposed to because everybody else is doing it. And You know what I mean? Like kind of like right. unraveling by the time February or March comes around, right? Because you're like choosing things that are arbitrary that aren't actually serving your soul aren't feeding you
1: yeah I think that mindset shift you know approaching it in a more self-compassionate way things approaching things so that it serves you more than just physically but mentally spiritually you know I think that can have a big effect on the success of your goals and also Just how you relate to yourself. You know, just like you said, we all have those things in our past that, you know, can affect us traumatically, and how those experiences or how the way we were raised could shape our view on health and like the practices that we implement. I know that for me personally, I have a lot of negative self-talk and body image issues from, you know, things that were emphasized for me as a young child into what is like good and bad behavior or healthy behavior and healthy foods and not healthy foods and all that kind of stuff. So it's taken me a long time to realize that and and have a more broad scope on, on health and the you know, the holistic approach, but also the, I guess the way I want to word it is like the self-compassion approach where my health is more than just about my physical body. It's about my well-being. It's about, you know, finding joy in my life. It's about doing things that I enjoy and that I like to do, right? I used to do so many things that I thought, I had to do because it made me healthy and I didn't actually enjoy doing them or it had a negative effect on me. And I'm sure that so many people can relate to that, like, you know, going to those workout classes or those boot camp things or getting on the treadmill for hours at a time, you know, like all that kind of stuff that you feel like you have to do because you have some like intrinsic motivation that is coming from a more you know like negative or, or toxic toxic or place actual, like
0: an actual extrinsic right like it's actually external but you that's like, true yeah conditioned yourself to believe that it's something that you want
1: so right it's
0: making you super uncomfortable and yeah you absolutely like in hindsight don't want this thing at all I don't right to, I don't want to be on the treadmill for two hours yeah exactly <laughs> <laughs> I don't want to not eat for 18 hours yeah <laughs> <laughs> I, I i but I've done it and yeah i hate it. so yeah here we are you know i am um, it's funny like i lived my life it was me that was there <laughs> but it was only in the last year that I've come to terms with like having having trauma mm-hmm. like it's like it's been such a part of my landscape or such a part of my history that I've just been like these are badges of honor you know that I've gone through all this shit Mm -hmm. right and I I still made it you know and my therapist was like no you've been through some really serious trauma and that it you know and and the way that it's affected me is it a lot of it is goals and being you know not procrastinating and showing up in spaces and being able to feel like I can move forward in my, essentially in my professional life. Right. Um, it somewhat in, you know, some personal aspects as well, but a lot of it shows up the most in the way that I perform my career, right. Like mm-hmm. how I show up with, you know, my clients and my goals in terms of what I see myself doing. Um, in the future and like with my skill sets uh, and it's so interesting because I never really put the two together. Um, have you ever heard of the ACE test? I have, I
1: haven't taken it, but I've heard of it.
0: So it's, it's um, an acronym for the adverse childhood experiences test. I, mm-hmm. I score very high. I score very high I score seven out of 10. Um, And so the idea behind the tests, right, is that the higher you score, the more likely you're going to be a maladjusted adult Mm. to put it simply. And I feel like for most of my young adulthood, that was the case, right? I like moved onto campus on nine 15, 2001. Wow. Which was a lot, which I think I've only really, again, that's like hindsight is 2020. I think I've only really in the last five to 10 years figured out that I haven't really processed that. (laughs) Like I I never really processed 9-11 to to put in the words of BJ Novak, you know, Um, like I went off and I had other issues coming from home that I just continued to, I don't even know, I definitely wasn't working through them. (laughs) I was just like (laughs) this chaotic young adult who couldn't apply herself to the school that she had gotten into because she had the. Abilities to apply herself. It's not that I wasn't capable. I just emotionally was incapable of getting it together. Right. So that was like the first thing that I like could not do as an adult. Was like I could not go to classes. I could not pass. I like Mm. literally could not handle the responsibilities of being at a really big school and ended up having to leave that school. Right. Um. And ended up at a much smaller school that had a little bit more support. Which was helpful because that's what I needed because I didn't have any support, you know what I mean? As a yeah. like as a kid, like it was right. Like it, that, that's what I've always, I guess, been looking for. It's like having a community or having a support system. Yeah, someone so, like rooting
1: for you and and you know yeah. having your back and uplifting you to up and yeah. Me
0: and like being somewhere that felt like I was rooted or I was um, capable. You know, mm-hmm. I think that that was a big thing. It's like being reminded that I was capable even if it was a hard thing. And I think in- instinctually at some point I started to realize that like something, something had to give. And I wasn't sure what that was because I was still kind of living in this like trauma bubble of like chaos, mm-hmm. right? But like something felt like this is not sustainable. And so what I started doing many moons ago was in like December and January, I would start using that as like reflection time. And like, what did I want to do with the year? Right? What did I do this year? And what did I want to do with the year? And I didn't know. <laughs> I don't know why this was my choice. But I would take, you know, those like little like New Testament, green little books that they used to hand out like that. Did they ever do that? And like, I don't
1: because I don't have any religious experiences basically as a kid because my mom okay. didn't yeah
0: <laughs> yeah so they used to hand these out like you know like the um the seven not the seven day of baptist the um like the church of latter-day saints and all those folks you know they would hand yeah. them out like at on the subway like they, you would just oh. have those, like free bibles or whatever because they're always like recruiting people hmm. and I like the Bible. I'm not religious. I like the Bible. I don't know. It has some good stories in it, it you know, just like any book with
1: stories, it has some good lessons to learn and things like that.
0: Yeah. So I used to take that on the last day of the year and I would like open it to a page and I would read whatever little blurb it was that I opened it to. And I would try to apply that to my life to try to give myself some sort of like sense of purpose. Right. So Mm. like So this is a long anecdotal story to say, right? Like I've had a lot of things in my past that have held me back and I've had to start training and seeking or training myself and seeking new ways to look at my life in order to get myself out of that bubble, Mm
1: -hmm. in order
0: to heal myself and in order for me to move away from this comfort zone of chaos, right? And trauma. I had to learn or teach myself how to explore new challenges, which is part of what Pilates became, right? It was like this very big challenge. I was, I was not physical. I was not from that world. I had no idea what was, I know this animal behind me. Sorry. Yeah. I just, he was sleeping. So I thought I could just leave him in the
1: room. It's um, Jeffrey's. We're at Jeffrey's grandfather's house dog sitting and He's this really gentle, beautiful dog, but he he just got up out of his nap and started stretching and making all sorts of weird noises. So I apologize, anyone, if you heard some, like, (laughs) licking or something. Hold on. (laughs) Let me just go close the door now that he's out of here. Sorry. And I took off my sweater too, because I was feeling like I was having a start of another hot flash where I'm like, God, it's sweat, (laughs) starting to sweat.
0: Okay. Sorry. Let's get back to what you you were saying. But you know, I feel like so part of my journey has been trying to find ways to change my mindset. And I've actually done a lot of research into like studies. Right. And so, there's a lot of studies about optimism and what optimism can do for people who have had traumatic experiences, for people who have PTSD, for people who have had traumatic birthing experiences, pregnancy, right? And optimism literally can offset the effects of trauma.
1: Yeah. Right? I think I talked about this in one of our previous episodes when we were, oh gosh, which, which episode was it? I don't remember which episode it was, but I was talking about optimism and how powerful it is for the human brain and how it can really change like the effects of our um, our like movement and our workouts on us if we think optimistically about it. Mm-hmm. I don't know if you remember that, but I did talk I did. about it. <laughs> it's
0: okay. Um, but I think that that is the way that I now approach my goals is trying to think about it from the abundance mindset, right? Like what is it that I have to work with? What are my resources versus like, what don't I know how to do?
1: What don't Mm -hmm. I have?
0: What do I have to get? And just that little shift in my mindset has made such a big difference in how I apply myself to my goals and also what goals I set, right? Mm -hmm. Because prior to that, I would either set goals that were so far reaching that it was like. That's it's too it literally is I'm not gonna get there this year. Like that right. That's not goal. realistic. Yeah, not <laughs> realistic, right? Like good goal, not realistic, not gonna happen this year, would take way too long. Like not looking at the ma- my the macro enough.
1: Mm-hmm.
0: Right. So like we're not looking at the micro steps that it would take to get there, I look too yeah. too much at the macro and then getting overwhelmed, right? And being like, mm-hmm. oh, I can't do that. Or on the other side of that, choosing something that's so easy. That I would either get bored with it or accomplish it so quickly that I had nothing like I had nothing right. else after that, right? And so I think that approaching my goals in a way, again, that like allowed me to, or allow uh, currently still allows me to heal and to move forward, mm-hmm. and not like hyper focus on this version of myself that I'm no longer has been really helpful, especially as an entrepreneur, as a parent, right? Like making sure that I'm looking at things with this lens, where I know that I'm going to be learning something and um, giving myself compassion, like you said, right. And also being able to share that with my partner and share that experience with my son, right, because we're all gonna benefit from me moving forward. We're all going to benefit. Mm-hmm. You're going to benefit from it. Everybody around me, right? Everybody <laughs> who's in my zeitgeist, right? is going to yeah. benefit from moving forward. No one is going to benefit from me sitting in my comfort zone talking about all the things I can't get done. So true. Yeah.
1: And I think this kind of relates to one of the things I wanted to bring up because basically the, the same concept, the mindset shift, basically about thinking of our goals as things that we want to achieve that can further develop traits that we like about ourselves versus thinking about goals being something to change us, right? So rather than saying like, oh, I don't like this about myself, what can I do to change that? Over the past few years, I've developed more of that mindset of embracing the things and focusing on the things that I like about myself. And then how can I elevate that to a new level? How can I bring that trait that I really admire about myself and appreciate about myself and make it even better? So that's basically what I think graceful goals means to me is having that like sense of compassion But then really reflecting, like, like you were saying, reflecting on like where you're at, what you can realistically achieve, and making it something that will really, like, fill you up spiritually and embrace the things about you that you already like about yourself. So you're just making yourself even more likable to you, you know, (laughs) so that's the big thing,
0: you know. Isn't that kind of why we made this decision, this crazy decision to be entrepreneurs anyway? Like we're doing this because we want to obviously have a little bit more autonomy, right? We don't want to work for somebody else, right? We want some sorts of flexibility, but on the back end of that, it's because we know within that flexibility, it means that we have more time to do the things that we love to do, Mm -hmm. whatever that is, right? We charge what we charge and we do what we do so that on the back end of this we could do the things that creatively fill us up. Yeah. Right. We don't we don't pigeonhole ourselves into like really low rates that mean that we have to work twice as hard and then never have time for ourselves because that would be crazy.
1: That would be crazy. And, <laughs> I, do, and I
0: and I do see people doing that. Yeah. I do see people who do not raise their rates, right? Even though they've been doing this for even more years than we have. Mm-hmm. You know, I see people who work way too much because then they're not making enough money. Yeah, right. they offer or so they, much
1: for free or for so they little. They so much for free.
0: Yeah. Doesn't make sense. They um, still work for that shall not be named. So, you know, they still work That company that shall not be named. They work for like, you know, bigger places, which like, I'm not going to knock anybody for like making money. If you're going to, however you make money is the way you make money. If that's the way you want to make your bread, do it right. Like everybody has to make money the way that they feel most comfortable. But at some point you also have to reflect on your worth. Right. Mm
1: -hmm. Yeah.
0: And I think that understanding what you're really worth also means understanding what your boundaries are going to be as it pertains to your finances and your time. So that yeah. you actually do have time to do the things you'd love to do. Cause I assure you, nobody wants to be training for 30 or 40 hours a week. I don't care how much overtime you make it. I just don't care. It doesn't <laughs> like it because it, it's because you're going to burn out. Yeah. Like you're, looking mostly, back at
1: how many hours and how many sessions I used to do at Equinox and like the amount of stress I was under about trying to hit certain numbers and filling up my schedule like to the max and being at the gym for like 13 hours a day like it just boggles my mind that I was able to sustain it for so long because I was there for like four years so you know mm-hmm. probably took me a good like six months to like ramp up my business at first but like for a good three and a half years I was like there Monday through Saturday like at least like five or six sessions a day every single day because you had to you You had to work that many hours in order to achieve the bonuses and, you know, the incentives that the company was offering
0: in order to, like, make enough money. Like, it just boggles my mind
1: (laughs) that I was able to do it. (laughs)
0: The thing that's really crazy about that, right, is that people will then say that the reason why they burned out is because they were working so much, or teaching so many hours, or training so many hours. No, the reason why you burnt out is because for every hour that you work, you have another 30 to 60 minutes that you're preparing, you have right. a continuing education, you have the programming, you have your own body, you have a commute. Like you have so many other things, emails, the back end. like you have so many other things that you have to do in order to accommodate one session, one client. It's crazy, mm-hmm. like, and, and that's where your worth comes from. That's what, that's the calculation that you actually have to do when you start looking at how much you're gonna charge people, right? It's like, how many hours of continuing education have I, how many thousands of hours and thousands of dollars have I sunk into continuing my education over the last decade of me teaching? Mm-hmm. That's why I charge what I charge. See yeah, what I'm saying? exactly. And that not only is that going to allow me to give you the best version of myself so that I can cater to your body, but it's also gonna allow me to give the best version of myself to me so that I can actually cater to my creativity and I can t- continue to do the continuing education and continue to do all these other things that I really want to do. Because if you're burnt out, none of that is happening, no, none oh. of it. So you're yeah. not getting a good version of me. I'm not getting a good version of me. My family's not going to get a good version of me. All of us are burnt out. All of us, all of us are feeling it, right? So you have to be really specific about what your, I don't even know how we got it on this topic. <laughs> We got on a tangent, but, <laughs> a t- but it's, it's important, right? Financial goals are important. You need to know what your worth is. You need to know what your time is worth, and what your knowledge is worth, right? Yeah. So that you because especially
1: to- if your if your goals for your business and your finances are in this chaotic or like unrealistic place, and you're putting in so much time and energy, and you know uh, resources and things like that to give into your business, then what other energy do you have left to give into yourself, to give into your health, your fitness? I mean, and that goes with any job, not just with being a movement coach or a trainer, you know, any corporate job or any entrepreneur, especially because you have that, you know, that kind of, um, flexible schedule and the ability to really, Overcommit and not have that manager or that time you know uh crunch to be like oh this is when i need to finish this by you have to set those things for yourself you have to create those boundaries like you said so it all relates back to you know our health our mental health our emotional well-being so even though we went on a tangent it's still very useful
0: yeah I think also surrounding yourself with people that are going to have a similar mindset. So we've talked about that in terms of working out, but I think mm-hmm. also in terms of who you see yourself as outside of just working out, outside of the gym, like who, who are you? What are your values, right? What, yeah. what are the things that you're striving for? if you're not surrounding yourself with people that are going to support you in that or are not akin in that, I mean, I hate to say drop them, but drop them. <laughs> <laughs> you, don't have, you know what I mean? Like you're going to have to find yourself some friends that understand your perspective. You have to, you know what I yeah. mean? Like you, I mean, you could go up the hill alone. I but... was just going to say, I
1: think the hardest thing for anyone mentally And emotionally is to feel like you're going against the grain, like you're going against the people in your life, the community that you surround yourself by. If you feel like you're the odd person out or like everyone else is just stagnant and you're the only one that's like putting an effort to move forward or progress and, you know, whatever skills you value or whatever goals you have whether it's fitness related or not if you're the only one in your life that's doing that or working to achieve at something and everyone else is doing the opposite or not doing anything it can feel really isolating so I think that's probably the most challenging thing if you don't have that community you really have to seek it out
0: you definitely have to seek it out and I think that you know opposites attract, right? So you might have a partner that is a very different person than you are. Mm-hmm. Then it's even more important for you to find people outside of your house. It's, it's, it's imperative for your relationship actually to yeah. find people outside of your home that you can relate to that can uphold that version of you. Right. In a way yeah. that your partner, your partner simply, it's not their responsibility. First of all, that's not what a partner's for. You know, yeah. Hate, hate, hate to drop that bomb. Not what your partner is for, right? But like, you'll start to resent them mm-hmm. for that if you don't have another outlet, right? Like, my husband really enjoys going out. Still, I I have moved on from that. It's just part of something I don't I don't see myself doing. Probably because of my lifestyle, right? Like, I don't want to stay up late. I don't want to drink. I don't want to. I don't want to do it. I don't want to be out in the dark. I just like, it's just like, I want to be home and cozy. That's who I have retreated post COVID into being right. Like that's who I am now. He still likes going out. He's DJs. That's his thing. He wants to go rave. And like the reason why our relationship is so strong is because he goes and he still does it. It's not something I want to do. And it doesn't matter because he can go do it. And then I can go to the gym at 5 a.m. if I want to. And guess what? He's not going to be there with me. And that's okay. okay. (laughs) You know what I mean? Right. Because we support each other in the differences that we have and make sure that we each have those communities that are going to keep the other person happy. It's not his job to keep me happy in that way. It's my job to do that. I have to seek that. Right. I have to seek out that community. And I think that that's really important for me, anyway. Right? Yeah. I think that that's, a, that's an important aspect to think about because I think so many people, when they're looking for a partner, they like almost want to find somebody who's like totally in sync with them all the time, and that may not happen. It's just I'm not, not just realistic. Right. I mean, like, it's not
1: realistic. People are multifaceted. There's so many different, you know, different levels of like relationship that you can have with someone like i know couples that are totally opposite you know where they you would you would think that they have no interests in common whatsoever right you would be like oh my god how can you be in a relationship with this person that you have nothing in common with but they find that you know that connection or whatever it is for them that works and then like you know for instance you and eric like having those things that you do separately and you know jeff and i have that too where like for instance he loves playing Magic the Gathering and doing like all these online games with all this nerdy stuff. And that's just not something that fulfills me, but it really fulfills him. So like, you know, I'll spend my time doing something else. I'll go, <laughs> I'll go roller skating or I'll do because I'm much more of a kinesthetic, you know, lover and like movement is just really my jam. And that's pretty much all I want to do all day and he has his limits with that like he doesn't want to be working out all the time or moving all the time and whatever but um you know like you said we support each other in our endeavors we know what the other one prefers and what how we come together and enjoy the same things and have that time to ourselves or with our other friends because yeah I mean you can't be a hundred percent the same I just don't I don't know if that's really realistic or, or healthy to be a hundred percent, I feel like that would be boring. Like if you had a partner that was exactly the same as you, I just don't see how that would work. I don't, I don't know if that even exists.
0: No. It sounds creepy it does sound creepy
1: right <laughs> <laughs> um
0: yeah I don't I don't I don't I'm not a fan I don't like it <laughs> yeah like, my client and I always make a joke about because her husband travels a lot for work and she's like yes he's like gone and like also Eric will be out of the mm. house you know because of these things and like he'll be gone for the night and I'll be like yes because I can't <laughs> start start fishing the bed, you know, like I, like I get my whole apartment by myself. But like, that's the shit that honestly keeps our relationship thriving. It's like taking breaks from each other. We go on vacations separate from each other. It's amazing. It's amazing. amazing. (laughs) 10 out of 10, do recommend. Um, So the other thing I like to focus on, um, which we've kind of touched on in other ways, is thinking and focusing on a win-win Mm -hmm. relationship when it comes to goals versus like a Mm win-lose
1: right Mm -hmm. so that kind
0: of is like the all or nothing thing like throw that out right like say you're looking for a new job you don't get the job you didn't lose you there is something to be to learn about right whatever that process was you met people you now have new people in your rolodex you know what i mean like you did research maybe you sat and talk to yourself in a mirror for two hours to practice your interview. Yeah. Maybe your interview
1: skills increased and
0: you're on a new level for the next job or, you know, so many things. Right. You maybe did your resume over. Now you don't have to worry about that. Right. Like there's so many other things and possibilities that come out of literally everything that Mm -hmm. if we shut ourselves off where we're like, just so, uh, tunnel visions on the one goal that we were trying to do, but we don't see any of these other opportunities besides it. We just, we, then you are losing something, right? You're losing yeah. sight of the full landscape of the experience. And I think it's more important to think about all the things that you've gained from the experience, even if it didn't have the outcome that you were hoping it would have. Right. Yeah. Because then you walk away with something. You walk yeah. away right and like you're still the winner you're always the winner as long as you move forward like i said as long as you're moving forward then it's part of your healing process and you put yourself out there you're still winning because there's a lot of people who just don't put themselves out there and i used to be one of those people
1: Mm. i still Mm -hmm. am
0: sometimes you know what i mean
1: it's hard hard to break out of that
0: mold because it's comfortable you know it's It's safe to hide it's safe to hide it's safe for no one to see me right if i don't believe that i'm capable of doing something, that is safe for me,
1: Mm
0: -hmm. right? But if I put myself out there and people don't like it, that feels really vulnerable and that's really challenging and that's really hard and it's not just me, right? That's a really hard thing to overcome. But I still win when I do it because I realize, oh, okay, I did it. It wasn't that bad. Here are some tweaks I can make. Maybe I'll do it again. Yeah.
1: And that's, I think that coincides really well to another point I wanted to bring up which is when you think about your goals or your progress, it's not linear, right? We often have this view of just, you know, starting from point A and gradually building up to point B and it's a straight line of progress, right? But goals and things that we want to achieve, it could take just the most roundabout way to get there. You could have days where you're feeling like super- down about it, or you're not making progress, or you're backtracking a little bit, or, you know, whatever the case may be. I think we've talked about this kind of concept on the podcast before as well, but it's always good to bring it up again, that your progress doesn't have to be measured in a straight line. You can go from A to H back to C. You can Take it down to a number, number nine. You can, you know, like all the ways that can intercept and and take you on this path. And just like Laura was saying, oh, sorry, <laughs> there's a phone ringing, and I don't know.
0: Well, it's a phone. It's like an actual phone. It's a phone ring. I'm in a grandparent's
1: house. They actually have a landline phone and it's ringing right now, people. Hold on. I don't even know where it is. My
0: mother in law has a landline. Oh, it's behind me.
1: Hold on. (laughs) Hopefully, it's going to stop.
0: It did. Wait, my mother in law has one that that it'll go off and then it'll also be like, call from. Oh, my God. Oh wait, it's doing. it <laughs> No, that's the an answering machine. Oh my okay. god, they have an answering machine. They have an answering <laughs> machine.
1: Who does that? Well, they're well. He's in his eighties, and his wife, I think, is in her oh, like dear. upper seventies. So you know, Hilarious. gotta love them. But anyway, what was I saying? Oh, progress isn't <laughs> linear. You can go about your goals in a very roundabout way. There's things to learn, just like Laura. You were saying that you know having a win-win mindset or a win-win-win as Michael Scott would say (laughs) (laughs) to your goals is super important because there's always lessons to be learned and you can celebrate each small win along the way. Sometimes it might not appear as a win, but if you dig deep and really focus and reflect on the scenario, reflect on your experience that you feel might be a loss, you'll be sure to find something that you can celebrate about.
0: Yeah. Many, many moons ago, when I was a successful little Pilates instructor and hadn't really done any training, uh, it was like strength training, I was like just teaching Pilates, I got it in my head that I thought I wanted to be a physical therapist Hmm. and went back to school for (laughs) the, basically it's pre-med, you have to go through all the pre-med science courses because my undergrad was in business, so I didn't know science because... I knew better, Uh, but I guess I had forgotten that I had known better and gone back just to be told again that, Laura, girl, you're not very good at science. So, (laughs) Um, and I say this to say, it was better that I went back and failed. Mm -hmm. I didn't fail. I didn't get enough. I just did not do very well. It was better that I went back and didn't do very well and stopped. And then for me never to have gone back and for me to question whether or not I was capable of doing it.
1: Yeah. Cause then you'd always be wondering whether or not you could have done it or like it was the right thing for you to go, but to keep going without trying it. Right. You know, there's always those choices that we can make that I think you need to just, you know, face, face it head on and say, I want to try this. If it doesn't work out, that's okay. But at least I tried and then I won't have any regrets later.
0: And it's funny because all the things that I thought I would do really well in, I did. And then all the things that I have historically always done really poorly in, I did poorly in. But it's like, I needed the tangible, like I needed a transcript in my hand to be like, no, Laura, chemistry is not your forte. Neither is physics, you know, stop. You know, just maybe, maybe just don't do this anymore. Yeah. Because otherwise, right. I would have had a lot of questions and now I actually have more information about like, what are my strong suits, which I Mm -hmm. always do. again, always knew what my strong suits were. So like, I should lean into those, right? Um, Which is just, again, uh, that's a win for me, because I, I do know that I'm smart. I just know that I have stronger topics or stronger subjects than others, right? Yeah, which and is that, just that like is what I win. was
1: saying earlier, where Win-win-win. you're embracing, you're embracing things you know about yourself, your strengths and things you like about yourself, and then you're readjusting your goals
0: to exactly. align better with those things. To align better with that, absolutely. And I think that, you know, goes hand in hand with gratitude, right? Incorporating gratitude into your life, right? I am I am glad that I was fortunate enough to go through that. I'm fortunate enough to have some very low interest government loans that I got <laughs> <laughs>
1: <laughs> to pay for the experience.
0: Uh, I am fortunate to walk away with some strong suits, right? Where I'm like, okay, well, here are the things that I might explore. In the future, when I do go back to school, because I, I know that that's Im- inevitable as well, just because I know who I am, right? Um, I'm grateful that I do really well at Pilates. At, you know, like that still didn't deter my career in any way, right? Like it meant that I had leaned into Pilates more. Yeah. I realized that I wasn't going to go and do this other thing, right? And it also opened up a lot of different pathways. I ended up exploring being a doula. I ended up being a manager at Equinox, I ended up opening my own business. Hello, right? Like I ended up (laughs) doing strength training, right? Like I've done so many things because I got that off of my back and I had to think about other things then in order to expand my career and my knowledge and my horizons and my opportunities and my possibilities, right? So I think incorporating gratitude into your life so that you're really grounded in what your strong suits are, you know, who you are, what you want to do, it's I mean, there's nothing else like it.
1: Yeah. And to add to that, what you enjoy, you know, like Mm -hmm. I was saying earlier, like taking time to reflect on things that actually like bring you joy and make you happy and feel like it's just all, you know, positive vibes when you're doing that activity or embracing that knowledge. Like I think that is so important because You don't want to be stuck doing something that you don't love or that doesn't fulfill you, whether it's as your career or as your, what you feel like might be your only, you know, approachable movement because you've been doing it for so long, but you don't know anything else. And you're just stuck like (laughs) on (laughs) the cardio machines. Like I was talking about, hint, hint, try some strength training people, um,
0: (laughs) literally do anything else (laughs)
1: literally do anything else except get on the elliptical or the treadmill please um I mean there's benefits to it too but I think people will benefit from branching out finding and exploring things like you know approach this new year and setting new goals for yourself as an opportunity to try new Mm -hmm. things I think that is a really good way to approach it rather than thinking like oh this is a time where I'm going to punish myself for like eating a lot during the holidays and being a little bit lazier maybe, or, you know, not working out as often. How can you approach the beginning of 2024 with a more optimistic mindset Mm -hmm. that embraces your strengths, embraces things that you love already about yourself and brings you into a more fulfilled state of being?
0: That's my challenge for you, listeners. Go at it. Go at it. And I think, (laughs) you know, challenge yourself to train your mind to loosen up its hyper-focus so that you can create a more expanded awareness, right? Mm -hmm. Like, Mm -hmm. if you had all the time and all the money in the world and you knew you couldn't fail, what would you do? Right? And I think that people often put these arbitrary... I mean, they're not arbitrary. Money and time are real, right? But I mean, kind of, but not. But, you know, (laughs) their their real boundary is that we uphold, but we allow them to take a chokehold sometimes on what we're willing to try. Yeah. if you're not recognizing the possibilities around you, that that is a scarcity mindset, right? Yeah. Well, and I think those
1: boundaries that you're talking about are probably just, you know, created from our past experiences from trauma from so like, take that into consideration when you're exploring like, Oh, what are these boundaries? Is it, you know, is it a real thing that I have to be aware of, like, you know, finances, basically, I mean, you want to be a responsible person and not blow all your money on like pole dance classes or something. (laughs) But, you know, but if you really want to try pole dance classes, and, you know, maybe you're not a really skinny woman, but you're like, oh, wait, like I could do this, but maybe the boundary that I put up saying I can't is just because society has told me I can't, or my parents told me I can't because I'm a dude or I'm a woman with a more voluptuous body and, you know, bigger boobs or bigger butt or whatever it is, you know, like that's just an example, but like, you know, go for those things and try to break apart those boundaries that were placed on you or that you put up out of fear um, because you only got one life to live. So might as well enjoy it.
0: And if it means like learning something new or doing something new, YouTube University still exists, you know, oh, yeah. there, there are so many free resources for things. You don't always need to go back to school right to get certain things done Mm -hmm. um you know if if money is an 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 object that's holding you back you know like look for free resources they exist for sure um and sometimes sometimes you have to spend a little money you know to get things done and again you have to be realistic like what what can you invest in any particular goal or whatever it is that you're trying to do and what's the what's the return on that Like, Mm -hmm. is it going to, I am in no way, shape or form asking for anybody to like put themselves out. Right. Like, obviously we all have to eat. We all have to have a place that we're able to afford to sleep in, but sometimes things require money in order for you to get them. And that is the sad fact, I guess, of being in a capitalist, monetary, monetized economy. I can't do anything about it, (laughs) but like, right. Like, but I can say that if you really sit with that information, like you're not going to like maybe spend $10,000 on a MLM, you know, business coach scheme or something. Right. But like, maybe you will spend some money. I don't know. Going to, they have all these courses like, um, what is it? Coursera. Coursera. Have you heard of Coursera? I have not. What is that? It's like a platform that has, like, all sorts of uh, courses from, like, Yale and, like, Wharton and, like, all these different colleges that are, like, either some of them are free. Some of them are, like, really low cost. You know what I mean? Like, but again, resources. The resources exist. The resources exist. And sometimes it means if it's not money, it might be time. Right. Or maybe it's time and money. You know, like you have to figure out what your boundaries really are and what those possibilities look like for you. Because I think that sometimes we get so scared of, again, scarcity of like not having mm-hmm. that we don't allow ourselves to stretch anywhere. And then we hold ourselves back from trying anything new. And then that loops into the joy and the creativity and the feeling like we're able to invest in ourselves. So I don't know, that was a little bit of a ramble, but yeah, you know, I no, I
1: totally enjoy. agree. And I think that, you know, good things often require a certain amount of risk, whether it is financial or time or a lot of, you know, new feelings or, you know, new things that you have to do. And that risk of vulnerability is a big one. So whether, Whether or not you want to try something new or keep doing something that you've already done, but you want to do it better, there is a certain level of risk to it, right? So I think that's so true.
0: Yeah. All right. Well, abundance.
1: Abundance. Optimism.
0: Optimism. (laughs) Think about what you have. Surround yourself with other people that are abundance. Focus Mm -hmm. on the win-win-win. On the win-win-win incorporate <laughs> gratitude recognize your possibilities <laughs> and stay optimistic yeah 2024 is going to be
1: abound with amazing things for you you just gotta take that first step
0: the first step is often the hardest
1: this is true how many quotes can we say right now motivational poster <laughs> quotes hang in there hang in there babe
0: <laughs> you got this <laughs> live laugh love love live Love Lovely, laugh. laugh love
1: all right on that note happy New Year everybody happy New Year woo-hoo. woohoo we did it we made it to a new year and we are yeah we're excited to see also where this podcast evolves to in the new year you know who knows what's 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 on our plate for the new year of 2024 we will share with you soon of course but we're excited. <laughs>
0: Well, as always, thank you for listening. Thank you. Bye. All right. Bye. Thank you so much for listening. We appreciate your support and we would love
1: for you to rate, review, and subscribe to Titillating Talks.
0: Make sure to follow us on Instagram at Titillating Talks and feel free to reach out to us via email, ttpodcastgals at gmail.com with any questions or suggestions. We would love to hear from you. Titillating Talks is produced by us, Hallie and Laura. And
1: our music is by Cruz Cruz.
0: We hope you found this episode titillating.